0: Hey there, soul family. Welcome to another episode of Evolving Consciously. My name is Holly and I know for sure that nothing happens by accident. This moment is happening very on purpose. So I invite you to really sink in with me as we weave our way through this conversation today so that the message your soul is searching for right now can land deeply with you. Here in this podcast, we have conversations on consciousness, helping you unbecome everything you're not, bringing you home to your wholeness so that you can live a completely authentic, soul-centred life. I have the absolute honour and privilege of introducing an incredible man that I just met recently. His name is John Stamoulis, and he is a breath worker and I really want to take a moment to give you his background so that you understand the caliber of the person you are hearing from and and to really help you open up to the healing that can take place through breath work that I personally experienced myself only recently so John Stamoulis is an author a speaker and a master breath worker trainer and facilitator who has been traveling internationally for over 22 years now delivering the transformative message of breath work to audiences right around the globe. He is the author of Breathing into a New Life, How Your Breath Heals, which chronicles his own personal healing journey with breath work, and provides a deeper understanding of the process and its powerful potential to create lasting change in our lives. Based in Adelaide, John is recognized as one of Australia's leading practitioners of breathwork. He is also a well-known remedial massage therapist. And through both his national and international breathwork um, Workshops and trainings, John has helped tens of thousands of people connect with their own healing breath, unlock the embedded life patterns that no longer serve them, and learn how to live fully and abundantly. John teaches with the wisdom of an experiencer the passion of a healer and the guidance of a consummate explorer. He is a tireless promoter of conscious change and is committed to assisting others to reach their full potential. For John, it really is all about love and breath work is the key to its awakening in every human being. So John, I want to firstly say thank you for making yourself available. I know you've had in a crazy travel schedule all over the world recently. And I know that even right now, I believe that you're sitting in an airport in order to make yourself available for this interview. So thank you and welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much, Holly.
0: Very good. Well, look, let me let me get straight into it. And let me start by asking you, how did you get into breathwork? Maybe just share a little bit of your journey as to, um, you know, how you were introduced to breathwork and what breathwork did for you from a healing perspective. And then we'll go into more details about what breathwork is itself.
1: Sure. So um, I'd heard about breathwork, of course, many years ago. I've been doing this work for over 25 years now. Um, you can maybe call me the accidental breathworker. So mm-hmm. I was living in um, New York City and I had a pretty, um, pretty awful experience. And you know, like in life, I always say we have our ups, we have our downs, um, but this particular uh, time in my life, I had a, you know, like I fell off the graph really of life. and. Um, so I flew back to Australia and I think I spent nearly a month um, in just a really sort of cathartic state. And then, I, and then I, like I said, I'd heard about rebirthing, as it was called back in those days. Mm-hmm. And I found a pain. I went along and had a session. It was, I think the talking part for me, especially as a, as a guy, was really important to be able to share what had happened to me in New York and, and um, how painful it was, et cetera. So I had a a session. It was pretty healing, pretty amazing. And the breath worker said, when you're ready, come and have another session. So I think it was a few months later, I decided, you know what? I feel like having one of those sessions again because I know that when I had that breath work session, I felt like I unloaded a lot of stuff off of me. So I had a session and this time I absolutely hated it. It was so physically painful um, and I guess I, I felt quite confused during the session and uh, a lot of pain. And I remember the breath worker saying um, you've obviously, there's obviously some trauma coming up that's been suppressed. Maybe you should go and interview your mum and find out how you were born. And um, uh-huh. what I did. So that kind of led me to um, finding out more about the actual birth process uh, because the, one of the biggest elements of breath work is healing any birth trauma. And I had quite a, a very traumatic sort of entry into this life, I guess, um with my actual uh, birth itself. Yep. And so I had um I reckon I had about 30 sessions before I realized um actually how to let go because I really held on to a lot of pain. I didn't want to relieve any sort of pain or discomfort. Um uh and that kind of led me into um exploring more breath work and then eventually I trained as a breath worker.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I did it more for myself and one and the other reason was I also wanted to help my son who'd also been through the, the same trauma we have been through quite a bit of trauma so I started working with him and then it sort of one thing led to another Holly and I started working with kids actually kids right. and parents kids and grief trauma then I worked with couples um, you know like relationship type sort of um, scenarios and then um, I kind of started running retreats and seminars and workshops around the country. And then I hit the international sort of, uh, I guess, market and started working um, with other um, seminars as a guest speaker or guest facilitator of breath work, running retreats around the world. And yeah, one thing led to another and, you know, 20 something years, million years later, here I am (laughs) um, into it and really loving it. And I just, I always say, I just can't understand why everybody doesn't realize the power of their own breath and how, it really does connect you with your own inner healer.
0: I totally support that. And like, as you know, I I only, I met you about a month ago. I came to one of your workshops um, over here in Adelaide. And this is why I was just my experience. That's the first time I'd ever done anything. And I have known about breath work for a little while, but I, but even though, um, You know, I do a lot of spiritual work and a lot of, uh, you know, um, workshops and things like that in the personal growth arena. I did not know, I did not know uh, really much about breathwork. I knew there was something called breathwork and I knew that it could kind of help you heal when you feel a bit stuck. And that's literally all I knew. And, you know, I consider myself someone that's quite open and knows, um, you know, a fair bit about um, different ways to heal. And I was surprised by how little I knew. And I came to your breathwork um, you know, session not really having any expectation. Um, and, that, and that's why I want to start on the physical level. I want to talk about you know, um, what is breathwork and how does it work? Because I didn't know that. I, I didn't even know if I would have even... Uh, if I would have came to that session with different intentions, if I had have even known what to experience. So it's amazing how breath work is so incredibly transformative and so incredibly deeply healing, but no one knows enough about it. Like even since my session with you, I've mentioned it to so many people and, and no one even knows about it. So that's why I wanted to, you know, really have you on the show and get the word out there. There's millions of Listeners here that may be stuck in their own trauma, may be stuck in you know some past experiences and, and, and even ancestral issues um, that you know i 'm just learning about now myself that sometimes some of the, some of the stuff we carry doesn 't even really belong to us it 's ancestral stuff, and some memory type things were coming up for me during my breathwork session, so I wish I could talk to you for like three hours, but for the, for the sake of keeping it to one show for now. Explain to the audience what is breathwork exactly, and how does it work? How how on earth does our breath unlock this healing and you know stuff from our birth that you talk about?
1: Okay, so um, when I sort of describe what breathwork is, it's a breathing technique. So we do what's called conscious breathing. So a participant that goes through the session needs to stay fully conscious. So generally, you lie down. I mean, look, you can do breath work sitting up, open eyes, all the rest, but the classic breath work is uh, usually lying down. the practitioner will guide you into the process. So it's um, the, the breathing is done, um, I generally like from the mouth, Not uh, there are also nose type of breathing techniques. Okay. So what you do is you, uh, you start to do co- what's called conscious breathing. So it's connected breathing without a pause between the inhale and the exhale. Right. And what happens is people go into very uh, conscious altered states of, uh, and usually the first state that people go into is quite a relaxed state. Okay so um, and as you go into this relaxed state, people start to then become aware of their physical body, so like uh, tension or uh, aches, pains, whatever and as you keep breathing, as you keep filling your your yourself up with pure oxygen, because one of the things is people don't actually breathe correctly as it is people are quite shallow breathers. so when you do this full connected breathing and uh, and i'm not talking about hyperventilation either because the main focus on this breathing technique is controlling the inhale and relaxing the exhale, not forcing the exhale out. As soon as the exhale finishes, the inhale begins. So you start to feel. Lots of physical feelings like tingling sensations, uh, hot, cold, uh, pins and needles, pain. I mean, the worst that people will feel is, um, especially if you're resisting during the process, you begin to get a lot of paralysis probably starting in your fingers or around your mouth. And that's why it's important that you have a, um, a trained, certified breath worker working and facilitating working with you. So, yeah, I mean, there's an amazing phenomena that happens physically and I think the thing the thing that really is important during the process is just to allow these physical feelings to be there and not make them wrong at
0: all. Okay. See, that's excellent because um, even when I was in it, and this is why I love being able to speak about it from experience, I, I noticed that you said that at the beginning of the session that we did, you know, to allow everything to be there and to not make it wrong. And it's so funny that I kind of realised because I had a lot of broken bones as a child and I started to feel these, these um yeah pain a little bit and I did I realized it was only because you had brought my attention to I did realize I was putting a story to that pain of feeling like I had to be tough if that makes sense like I kind of always got acknowledged for being so tough and for not really crying very much and all this kind of stuff and I really did notice myself almost trying to pretend like the pain wasn't there and I it was a realization I had for myself it was it really is incredible what um Let's start at the physical level before we go into, I guess, what happens at a spiritual level. What are some of the physical experiences that people often have during breath work? You talked about getting some tingling um, and maybe experiencing some pain. And I know that uh, my partner, he went into a, a crazy state, um, like where he's, he's, his hands turned into like claws and he said that his body was like buckled over and he would get this like, I don't know, this jerking in his leg kind of a thing. So maybe give us a few examples of what what is that when that's happening why is that happening when people feel this pain, what's going on inside the body or what is the breath doing to the body to create these physical experiences
1: okay so i guess on a physiological level a lot of things are happening i think i did read one time um, in some research that it's um what what it is is there's a lot of uh, carbon um, dioxide building up in the body and yep. if you're not breathing, if you're controlling the exhale, um, you're getting a lot of calcium being leached out of the bloodstream, which causes like a, a tetany type of um, uh, ex- experience. And tetany comes from the word tetanus. We use it a lot during breath work. We call it creeping crud, um, spasms, uh, cramps, or tetany. Yep. So tetany is, I think it came from tetanus, where people used to experience lockjaw. Uh, because right. during the breathwork session, people... What's happening is as you're getting to feel a lot of physical feelings, like whether it's your body wanting to release a lot of this tension that you've been suppressing all your life and, you, and you're trying to, and like the body just wants to let it go, but it's almost like mentally you're holding on and resisting and trying to analyze like what is this, what's this feeling? Because ah. the more you try understand what's happening, the more you actually go out of control physically and your body will go into spasms, um, pain, discomfort, But the thing, Holly, is when you realize that you just make it okay and allow those physical feelings to be there and just sort of, like it's almost like looking back in and going, you know, it's okay. It's okay for this to be here. And when you make it okay, it kind of of shifts and then your body just releases whatever that trauma, tension, physical memory is, whatever that cellular memory is, whether it's, you know, like a birth sort of memory of the transition of your birth or whether it's some sort of trauma or stress that you've been holding on to once you let that go then your body softens and you just get like that vibrating warm tingling ecstatic physical feeling it's just like a right. almost, call it a healing feeling
0: yes mm. yes I, I relate to that very much and so for someone out there that's listening let's say someone has been experiencing a whole lot of chronic pain and you know i actually did a show uh maybe a month or two ago on um you know personally i don't believe that the, you know, I believe that all of our pains, every every ailment within our physical body is really just a form of our spirit trying to express itself. And so there's always a spiritual meaning behind any kind of pain. And so there's, you know, there's some people out there that no matter what, they can't stop their headaches, or no matter what, you know, maybe they had a car accident or something at some point, and and ever since then they've held on to this story about the pain in their back or how bad their knees are. So are you saying that our own breath, if we learn how to consciously breathe and we allow it to be there and allow it to do its thing and to release, that somebody that might have been experiencing pain chronically for several years can absolutely, it's a possibility for them to release all of that pain and be free from that pain just through using their own breath?
1: Look, I've seen many cases where people have um, actually healed a lot of um, suppressed uh, memories of pain and discomfort. I mean, look, even as a body worker, like 90% of the patients that I see in clinic that come in, um, you know, a lot of it's stress-related. Yes. Yep. Uh, yep. Causes a lot of symptoms in the body, whether it's chronic pain, um, you know, but like, like I said earlier on, I think people breathe incorrectly in the, in the beginning anyway. Yeah. So the thing is, it's about finding that balance in life and what works for you, but also having tools to be able to release um pain i mean and pain is an emotion today it
0: really right. is absolutely yes and that's the next thing i wanted to ask you on let's move into um you know the emotional and spiritual journey and emotional trauma and emotional pain that we hold on to what kind of spiritual experiences or emotional experiences do you often see people have during breath work
1: um oh people get such deep um levels of um, emotion. I mean, the thing with breath work is once people go into the, the, the altered sort of relaxed state, then they, of, of course they feel a lot of the physical sensations. Then after the physical sensations, a lot of emotions start to emerge. And, you know, they don't always have to be negative emotions, but they could be things like uh, people start to feel quite happy or they feel uh, fear come up. They feel joy, bliss, anger, sadness, um, you never know what you're going to get like you might come and say you know what john i want to work on this but you'll get something else but some of the emotional stuff that people heal i guess is a lot of sadness or incredible fear a lot of people tend to have a lot of fears yeah uh, uh, you know if it's not related to a trauma um, or a, usually an anxiety like some people have a lot of anxieties yes. so and that surface up and you know like m- remember how I said to you I had about 30 sessions in the beginning when I was exploring breath work one of my biggest things was letting go of fear I was just so afraid of releasing going into this fear that I kind of held on to it and that, that's why it took me such a long time to actually realize that letting go didn't mean I was going to die it just meant that I was just going to move to another level of you know like deep healing right but People hear other things you know like I, I mean you know It just depends, you know, traumas, um, pain,
0: um, madness, Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And that's why you know, and on this show, we—I mean—it's all about the spiritual journey. It's all about exactly what he's are saying, because so, so many of us go through um, whatever experiences we go through in life, and we hold on to pain to the point where the pain becomes our identity, and we don't know who we are without the pain anymore. And so, yeah. you know, we we kind of we start to you know receive life through this filter of pain, and even though we know it hurts us and, we, and it doesn't serve us, and we want to let go of it. It, it, it's so hard because the subconscious is so attached to it because we don't know who we are without it. And that's where, you know, this is where I wanted to introduce breath work into everyone's lives. Who's listening to this show that if you know, there's something you need to let go of that does not serve you and you've tried this and you've tried that and you know, you've done everything that you believe is possible. Uh, you know, gone and seen all these different people to try to help you release what you just are stuck on, then, you know, breathwork is something. Let me just quickly share my personal experience and maybe you can shed some light on this for someone out there because, um, you know, uh, I coach a lot of people on what I call the soul journey and things like that. And I I, um, I teach and I use myself a lot of healing techniques to dig up past pain and and, and unresolved emotion and, and release it. And mm. I went through um, a separation and divorce over the last two years, uh, a very amicable one. you know, we, we, there's nothing nasty between us or anything. So one of the best separations you could go through. And as I was going through that process, um, I was very conscious and I would let myself feel what I needed to feel at certain times. And I would do all the techniques with myself that I knew how to do to release, um, you know, the, any guilt or anything that I felt like I, I needed to work on. And it's so crazy that when I did the breathwork session with you, see, this is what I believe. I believe that after my experience that breathwork takes you to these dark, the darkest corners of your soul that you just can't even get to without it. Because what came up for me during the breathwork, was more guilt that I honest to God, if you had have interviewed me on it, questioned me on it, I could tell you, yeah, I absolutely did feel guilty, you know, through that process of our separation. I felt guilty towards my children. I felt guilty that I'm creating pain in my children's life that I experienced as a child with my parents separation. I, all these things. And I, truly believed that I had processed it and so much of it came up in that breathwork session I just turned to tears and I felt so comforted by you know your touch and the words that you were saying to me and it just the more that I felt supported by yourself and the other practitioner that was there the more I could feel myself letting go and I swear I could not have got to that level. I do not believe Um, it's like that was hidden and tucked away from me in a place that I couldn't find until I was able to use my breath to find it. Is that a common occurrence? Like, you know, do people kind of come out of their breathwork sessions going, wow, I didn't even know I was holding on to that stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's definite because look, like with a subconscious gating system, if you want to call it that, I mean look when it opens up you're going to get what you can actually handle physically mental, mentally spiritually emotionally and yeah and some stuff comes up that you think wow I thought I dealt with this or right. I didn't realize there so yeah it's you never know what you're going to get but the thing is the more that you trust yourself through the process and you trust the actual process itself and the more, and I, I kind of really believe in setting up a very safe space for people to be able to go as deep as they, they, they're willing to go because it's got nothing to do with the practitioner, nothing to do with anyone else. It's just your own stuff, but the safer you are, the deeper you will go and the deeper the healings can be as well.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. And is there any specific t- kinds of trauma that are best healed with breath work? Like if there's people listening right now, would you say, okay, if you're holding on to this or this, or if you've had situations in your life such as uh, remind me, I can't remember what you said that night, but you talked about three things. I know divorce was one um, the stuff that yeah. comes up. I can't remember what it was, but is there anything think, specific?
1: I, uh, look with breath work, I think, um, you know, like, you can, you can use the, the the technique for anything, really, even for inspiration and expansion. It doesn't always have to be cathartic and, you know, oh. like pain and, but, you know, some people can use it for levels of just inspiration as well or connectedness. But look, um, the three big things I find that people come to see me for and work with me are things like um, relationship traumas or breakups or um, like, for example, I'm working with someone at the moment that they, even though they broke up five or six, no, was it five? No, five months ago. They're still having nightmares. They still have can't let go. Um, so, you know, relationships is a big thing, I think, in life. And um, and I always say if you want to have a really good breathwork session, just go and sign up and have a relationship because you're everything. <laughs> you're a so relationships is one. Of course, health is the next big one, I think, okay. a lot of people. Um, and this is actually something that I'm going to be that I teach a lot is actually stress about stress and managing stress and using breathwork to heal stress. But I find people are very stressed um, today. So things like health and health um, conditions are related to stress or anxiety um, or actually illnesses too. So people come and see me with um, very strange sort of conditions. Yes. Uh, and then the other major one is. Um, People have a lot of anxiety around money and wealth, um, a lot of uh, negativity attached to it, or a lot of people tend to have an immature concept of wealth or wealth creation. So that's another area that I've been working a lot with people and and we kind of look at people's core beliefs or primal beliefs around things like money, love, sex, whatever. You know, like there are big things really that people come and see me about.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I love that. Now, I've heard that breath work can help increase someone's self esteem. So, if someone's just not feeling confident about themselves, how, how does that happen? How does our breath affect our self esteem?
1: Well, Holly, I mean, look, the, the way it kind of works uh, from what I've observed over the years is um, it just makes people more self aware, self aware of their own beliefs, values. Um, um, and, and sometimes people almost need to, like, reevaluate or rewire or deprogram a lot of their beliefs about themselves. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, one of the big things, uh, one of the areas in breath work that when we really work deep with people, if I'm training breath workers, sometimes we do mirror work where people actually get to look at themselves uh, for a whole hour and breathe, like, with their eyes open, staring at, staring at themselves. And I have to admit, one of the hardest things I find is actually people really looking at themselves in the mirror uh, because of, you know, the, the perceptions that we have about ourselves. I mean, you know, when you look at the mirror, most people start to judge themselves. I oh, look at my nose or my hair's like this or, you know, I'm too fat, too skinny, too this, too that. And I mean, I think, I mean, self-esteem is not something that we can just, it's like a bank account we can just add to. You know, we constantly have to be mindful and conscious of our everyday thinking about our uh, ourselves and uh, I just find a lot of people have a lot of negative uh, programming about the self. And it's not just women. It's actually men as well. Yes. You know, you know there's a lot of uh, peer group pressures. There's a lot of cultural pressures and beliefs that, you know, that people have as well when it, when it comes to self-esteem. And wow. let's face it, we, we don't go to school, Holly, and get self-esteem classes. Or I know my parents didn't really teach me about self-esteem. Yeah.
0: You know? Absolutely. Exactly. Do you know, it's so refreshing though, to hear this. It's so, whether it's on the physical level, the emotional level, you know, like he's talking about the self esteem and self image level. It's so nice to hear that, um, that there's something we can do. For, I always believe we always have the power to heal ourselves, right? We give, we give away too much power. We give too much power to the person in the white coat and the person that writes the prescriptions on the other side of the desk. But this is what I love, you know, that the power to heal is within yourself and it's it, you know that our breath can be used for more things than just to keep us alive and just to pump oxygen through to our organs. That our breath, literally, I know someone. I've met someone since uh, doing the breathwork session with you, that came off chronic, long-term medications for depressions, anxieties, um, and also they had uh, Crohn's disease and bowel issues and things like this. And they said that they healed that and was able to come off their medicines because of breathwork, like through using. Their breath
1: yeah but you know i'm thinking of one particular case of a woman i worked with in europe and she had some really really strange um ailment it was like her her spinal, her spine was fusing together, the bones, right. and she was in a lot of excruciating, chronic and acute pain. And the, the it's a funny story. I've actually written a book, and up, there is a, a section in it where I talk about this woman, and she's such an inspiration. And she she'd suffered a lot of um, abuse through life and a lot, a lot of trauma, a lot of trauma. So when she came to see me, she uh, had heard about me, and, and she got in touch with the promoter, and she says, I want to see this John guy because I want him to help me die that was what she wanted. Oh my gosh! So when she met me, I said, "Well, I don't think you're going to sign up. Uh, uh, I'm not here to help people die, but I'm actually here to help people um, uh, to live life." Actually, so she she did a lot of um, work with me, and I'm not kidding. It was so cathartic. It was almost like she was. It was almost like an exorcism. When I look at some of the experiences that she had. And she continued with breathwork and something started to shift and she started to also see one of my students um, in Europe that um, I had trained. And yep. and this woman, she she came and did quite a few of my trainings um, around the globe and she actually trained as a breathworker. I saw this woman completely transformed from an invalid. Like I remember... Even with some of the, the programs I would run is we would climb up mountains and do breathwork on the top of mountains. And I would carry her up the mountain or my team would carry up the mountain and she really was any support. Uh, but she was a trooper. Like, you know, she even did jungle trekking with us and all sorts of crazy things, wow. you know, that, that we were doing to strengthen people. And I caught up with her many years later and she was dancing and running and moving and, like, I she just blew my mind with her transformation. Um, and what it really was was her healing her thoughts and her mind, which then, of course, helped to heal, heal her body. Yeah. And, and, then the, and then I did catch up with her another time and she regressed back. But the reason wow. for her regression is the stuff came up again that she needed to face and heal. She was under some traumas again. Um, and that's the last I saw of her. But it was pretty amazing uh, to see that transformation in her.
0: Yes. And the fact that we have the power to give ourselves that transformation, that's one of the big messages I want people to take out of hearing from you today is, and I'm not, I'm not necessarily discounting, you know, the fact that some people might use medicines and other things, but, but, you know, we can't just rely on an out on external forces to heal us, that all of the healing really does. It's not just cliche, right? It does come from within us and that our own breath can take us to to those places you know it's it's just powerful it's so empowering just to even know that let alone to 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 go through it and um you know i know i've got a one-on-one session coming up with you soon and i'm i'm i can't wait we might need to do another show a few weeks after that so that we can go into some (laughs) some deeper stuff once i've had that experience um and
1: you you know holly it's true like i mean people can heal themselves but it takes a lot of courage and trust to do that exactly Um, and you know but sometimes you just need to have a really good support team and it's whether it's you know western medicine or whether it's alternative but i kind of think you know we have had many choices and we have to make the highest possible choices for ourselves
0: yes absolutely yeah. we've just been so bloody programmed though we're so programmed that to get pills and to hand the power over to someone else who can write a prescription for us
1: And that's why there's such a big movement for people to take responsibility about their health and eating and all those things that are happening now with people becoming more aware of the consequences of just, I guess, unconscious sort of, you know, choices that we make that affect our health, you know, affect our children.
0: Yep. But what exactly. I wanted to say
1: too was um, at one of the international conferences that I um, attended, and I'm actually going to another one in France next next month. Actually, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of scientists coming on board doing a lot of research with breathwork, and we had um, some research happening. I think it was coming out of Poland or one of the Eastern countries where they were working with cancer patients, whether they were terminally ill or just with cancers. But what they found was by doing six weeks of you know conscious breathing, whether I think it was. Initially, they did the one-hour breathing, but then they got dropped down to 15 minutes of conscious breathing every day. They found that the T-cells would increase and people would have massive turnarounds and their life force would become stronger. And in the worst case of cancers that people were terminal, they would die very, very peacefully. And, you know, were, there was no resistance. There was no... Wow. Stopping. So that was really interesting research, too, that came out of um, that particular uh, conference I'd gone
0: to. Yes, yes. Now, let me ask you this question. Are there different kinds of breath? You mentioned earlier about the conscious breath, how, you know, the exhale um, immediately goes straight back into the inhale, like it's all one cycle. Is that the only breath? Or is there different kinds of breath that can dig up different things for healings?
1: I mean, look, thousands of years, I think there's a lot of, you know, whether it's shamanic type of, you know, breathing or tribes or uh, different cultures have used breathing. Like if you look at Asia, they've you know been using uh, Tai Chi, and then in India Pranayama, yeah. all sorts of you know like yogic breathing, this breathing, that breathing. But the, the difference with with I guess the transformational type of breath work is the con- I, I find is conscious breathing. There are different uh, schools of breath. Yeah. There. Are- one of the earlier ones was rebirthing uh, and it was developed by a guy called Leonard Orr and, and then his um, um, he had an assistant or a follower called Sandra Ray, who I've met both of them and did work with uh, Sandra Ray in, in the early days. Okay. I just wanted to, I just, in the early days of my breath work, I kind of travelled the world and explored all the different breathing techniques in the breathing schools. Um, so there was a the rebirthing breath. Originally that was done in uh, jacuzzis and hot tubs and that will explore more of the, uh, prenatal perinatal type of uh, traumas and that's where a lot of the case studies for their type of work came out about how your birth itself created patterns in your life um right. and then, and that was a and that's a, a, a big element i think of breath work anyway even if you don't do hot water breathing it will still um there are elements of the breath work that does release traumas birth traumas or the transition itself then there's um, there was uh, Dr. Stanislav Grof, a psychiatrist who worked. Uh, I think he's he's still alive now. and He's in his nineties, and his um, his technique is called holotropic breathwork, and that's a, that's like a three-hour breathing process. And actually, next month in Adelaide, I'm, I'm promoting a, a gentleman from America coming out on the Sunday, the fifteenth of July, who will be doing a, a holotropic breathwork here in Adelaide, which is pretty rare. We don't have them very often in Australia, but even though there are some schools um so there's that there's transformational breath in europe there's vivation breathing there's all sorts of different breathing techniques but for me i you know like you can put all the whistles and bells on it i just like plain old conscious breathing from the mouth um i find that is the most profound breathing technique that i've come across there are nose um, which i do use sometimes for people uh you know like pregnancy or people that um um I've got a lot of traumas or, or with children sometimes. But, um, I mean, everybody has a different, diff- like I said, there's different schools of thought. For me, mouth conscious breathing is the most powerful. I like that. And I like. And um, if I'm working with people, yeah, I can explore and do, you know, hot water, um, nose or mouth breathing. Um, okay. uh, there's also cold water breathing. And I know there's a resurgence of this, uh, this breathing coming back with um, Willem Hoff. The Iceman, I don't know if you've heard about him, the guy from the Netherlands. No. Has been um, exploring his mind and breathing and and other sort of techniques where he goes, like, for example, climb Kilimanjaro in a pair of shorts. Oh, my gosh. No, and I think he's done base camp in shorts and boots but he's been immersed in water for like up to two hours and they've done a lot of testing on him, but he keeps his body temperature at 37. He just does it through his mind. I was at a conference in the Canary Islands a few years back and came across him and we experimented with um, his process and technique. But in the early days of breath work, we did a lot of cold water breath work and that kind of really is amazing process. It needs to be done with integrity, um, but it helps people heal a lot of stuff like fears and fear of death. And I know that the Russians have been exploring a lot of this ice type of healing um, and swimming in ice waters and, and just making your immune system quite strong. So that's another form of breath work this
0: as well. This is so fascinating. This is so fascinating. You just touched on one of my questions. Just, I know we've, we're gonna kind of going to wrap this up so you can go catch your flight. Um, mm-hmm. But just very quickly before we do do that, you've touched on two things there. If I can go a little bit deeper into this womb stuff, like you, you're talking about going back to the womb and the birth process how how did what happens so when someone you know goes back to the womb do they just do they just get feelings or do they actually get memories are you saying that breath can take us back to almost literally remembering our birth or do we just kind of experience it somatically throughout our body
1: well um i think it look from my experience and i'll talk about my birth process itself i was uh i was uh, the gestation period for me was seven months and ten days my mother didn't want me she didn't want another child after like my brother was ten years old at that time and and um so she didn't want another child uh, i was I was premature and also induced so in one of my breathing uh, processes uh, well what was starting to emerge is a lot of that trauma of the being induced into this world, not ready to come out, definitely not wanted. My mother was also punched in the stomach by my uncle at that time. So that's why she ended up in hospital early, um, having a, a uh, but for me, a lot, it would come up in feelings, like physical feelings, um, um, you know, like anxious feelings, physical feelings. And I even remember being conscious and just trying to understand why my body was flipping around. I just couldn't control it. It was really, really unusual. And, And it was bringing up like flashback memories, smells, um, lights, like visions sometimes. I would have like little visions. Uh, And it kind of all made sense, especially the more I asked my mum questions about the details of my birth. It kind of made me understand um, why I had so many traumas or anxieties in life, you know, more and more anxiety and fears in life so yeah look people can sometimes relive a lot of this these memories and the whole idea of doing the breath work is it's actually to lift and release the suppressed tension and fear and anxiety that happens during that confused state of birth um, okay. and that's where hot, that's where hot water breath work is very powerful for doing for working um with this
0: right because you know. it makes you feel like you're back in the womb almost
1: yeah, a lot of people, you know, sometimes during a breathwork uh, process, they go into that sort of pre-womb feel, you know, being in their womb feeling and they don't want to come out uh, and it's all nice. And sometimes that's an avoidance as well during a process where people just go into the womb and, you know, like think about it sometimes when you're depressed or you feel really sad or whatever, you just want, you don't want to get out of bed. You just want to curl up and stay there.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> that's what we're basically it. doing. It's like, we're trying to almost go back to the womb where we were safe and we didn't have to deal mm-hmm. with anything.
1: Exactly, and people suck their thumb. Oh and this is so blast.
0: fascinating. I cannot wait to do my one-on-one session with you because I was a, I was my mum had a thirty-eight-hour labour with me, and then I ended up getting pulled out by forceps. So it's going to oh. be interesting to see what. I haven't even thought about what effect that might have had on my life.
1: Yeah, well, that's what we'll explore when we work together then.
0: I can't wait. And lastly, before I wrap this up, can kids do breathwork? You mentioned kids before. So if someone's out there and, you know, kids experience so much trauma these days and on a different level because of social medias and because I think there's a real generation of conscious children coming through that absolutely can feel a whole lot more than we've ever allowed ourselves to feel. And they're bringing, you know, even... Uh, I even think that's part of the the bigger plan behind children. Say, for example, that are Asperger's, autistic, all these other labels that they get given. They feel so deeply, and we it 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 it's part of the process of I believe waking us up. You know, to some things that maybe we haven't allowed ourselves to feel. So, um, if if kids have been through, you know, even the uh, traumas of let's say divorce, separation, whatever their birth might have been, all this kind of stuff, and because kids are really so emotional these days they show it back you know one or two generations ago even if you felt it you didn't show it you weren't allowed to you got told to stop crying like you know what are you crying about shut up or i'll give you something to cry about all this stuff but now you know we're, we're becoming so much more awake and conscious and and encouraging our kids to feel what they feel. So if we find that our children are stuck in something or they've got this separation anxiety every time you drop them at school, and no matter what, even at eight years old, they're still not wanting to leave you and all these kind of stuff, could breathwork help that kind of child? And can you do breathwork with a child?
1: Absolutely, look, um, with the kids that I work with and have worked with in the past, um, usually about age seven and up, um, depending on the maturity, Yes. Um, the, breathing, the breathing process itself won't be like working with an adult, where you you know they do the full on interview. Um, the the breathing um, the time of breathing may be a bit shorter because kids tend to process much faster because there's less layers on them. Right. But yes, from the, um, from the age of eleven up, I work with them. Um, the parents must have had a breathwork session first, and I also need their parent or guardian in the room as well when with the, the process. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, I've, I've worked a lot over the years. That's how I started my breathwork career, working with kids and um, and I've just seen how much it's helped them. Like I, I remember I worked with this young boy and his sister died when he was away on a school camp and he had real anxiety about leaving the family home after that. Yeah. And so he had sessions with me. And then, you know what, it was years later I was at some birthday party and he came up to me and recognised me and he was a grown man and he just wanted to thanked me and acknowledged me for listening to him when you know that was a really tough time in his life and his parents took a chance by trying something alternative and you know instead of working with just the general sort of therapy that they had sent him to so you know I've worked a lot with kids and it's been I've been very very I'm, I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to create that space where kids can come and actually share a lot of their pains or hurts or fears or anxieties and you know especially later years later see them as adults and then they you know they just come up and say hey you know you were the only guy that really listened to me and you know i could go wow you know i just didn't realize it had such an impact on you yeah but, yeah i think look, not- even in, even in group stuff you know sometimes we have kids come along especially when you get a lot of parents that are on a path of self-transformation so yeah i think it's pretty easy and you know i've never heard of anyone dying from breathing holly so it's safe. <laughs>
0: I love that. No, that's what I love. You know, like, let's help our kids, even just to, I would love for breath work to just be part of a, a parent's conversation around their kids so that your child knows, hey, your own breath can help you just breathe properly, you know, just learning how to breathe. You know, it's I think it's so empowering for our kids to experience that and to know that, that they have the tools that they need to heal themselves.
1: I have some colleagues overseas that actually work in schools as breath workers and they actually have a curriculum where they introduce breath work into schools.
0: Oh, um, that is so good. John, you need to get that into Australia.
1: Uh, yeah and jails and all sorts of places right
0: yeah yes yes listen uh, we do have to wrap this up um and and i want to I, I, I honestly feel like i could ask you another you know two hours worth of questions and i can't wait to maybe revisit this again um at a deeper level once i've had my my next uh, experience with you and also i'm definitely booking my children in with you um that would be i have a really large parenting audience as well um on a bit of a different platform so it's all about conscious parenting i think this is a message that every everyone needs to hear so john as we wrap this up then what would be your message i just want to i guess give you a chance to Um, leave a a last imparting message with the audience in regarding to bringing breathwork into their life? If there's someone out there that the universe organized to cross paths with us today because they were just supposed to hear this uh, but they'd never heard of it before or they're going through something in their life, what would your message be to anyone out there that is listening right now? Okay.
1: I guess the thing that's coming to my mind is that, look, the more that we actually feel and connect with our inner self, the more that we actually heal in life. And it takes courage, you know, to, to actually stop, to feel, and to reconnect, and, and then to make some higher choices in life rather than coming from fear or anxiety.
0: Yes, so, it does.
1: Breathe deep, feel more, and live a beautiful long life.
0: I love that. And John, where can where can people get more information and connect either directly with you if they want to? Or is there any particular forum or website that you would suggest? I mean, we've got audience from all around the world. So um, is there any particular place that you would suggest for them to get more information if they want to?
1: Well, the, the, I guess the, the easiest place would be my website, which is www.johnstamalos.com. Um, I also have a Facebook page, John Stamalos, they can find me or John Stam, I have a couple. Um, I guess you'll have a link to the websites on this somewhere. Okay. Because, yeah, yeah, we, uh, yeah I'll,
0: I'll put your website up on, um, on the image that we use to share the radio show for sure.
1: And then people can sort of get in touch there if they've got any questions. Um, I, in Adelaide, I tend to run a breathing circle once a month, whether I'm in Adelaide or not. Um, we've got one coming up next week. Um, I think it's next Wednesday.
0: Next Wednesday, yep.
1: Um, we've got a, a group breathwork, And then on the 15th of uh, July, I've got the holotropic breathwork work uh, with Bob uh, Brown from the US that's coming up. Um, and yeah, I run private sessions and also group sessions and other um, workshops around the world, so they can just have a look where I am. Uh, yep. But I am based here in, yeah.
0: Okay, beautiful. Well, thank you so much. I think that, you know, the information, I know you probably only just touched on the surface of, you know, what breathwork really is. And I would really encourage everyone to, you know, go and get your book because obviously I've seen how thick that book is. I haven't read it myself, but I've seen how thick it is. So, you know, obviously there's so much depth into, into all of this work. So thank you for making yourself available. I really do appreciate it. And John, thank you for you know, for, for having the courage to travel your journey. For, I mean, you wouldn't have ended up here if you didn't have the courage to embrace your pain and your fear in those early days. So whatever your journey has been up to this point so that you could, you know, develop yourself the way that you have and be available to serve your gift the way that you do, I want to say thank you to you for that because it is a courageous journey, as you've mentioned, and, um, you know, you've had to go through it in order to be able to serve with it. So thank you for all of that.
1: Thank you for the acknowledgement too, Holly. I appreciate it.
0: absolutely and like you know if everyone listening as i always say you know the the spiritual journey takes so much courage you've heard john mention it numerous times about how much courage it takes to really be open to seeing what's under those layers that you use to protect yourself with so please as you depart from here today depart from here with courage the courage to believe in a better way the courage to voice what you've got to say the courage to thrive when times are tough And above all else, the courage to know you are good enough. Goodbye, everyone.